Welcome to the Bearded Tits podcast, the nature-based show hosted by me, Jack Perks. Each week I'm joined by a guest from the world of wildlife television, art and science. We take a light-hearted look into what makes these people tick and connect with the natural world so strongly, with new episodes out every Tuesday. Hello, how are we all doing? Now today's guest is someone that I heard about years ago. I remember watching the local news and they had this guy who had an enormous fish tank in his basement with Paku and South American catfish and alligator gars, and he was swimming in it, cleaning it. And obviously the, the newspapers went wild for that because it's a little bit, uh, let's face it, a little bit nutty. And I thought, that's really cool. And then I thought he'd be a great guest once I started the podcast, and I tried tracking Jack down. He's like a ghost online, but eventually I got his details, and he agreed to come on the podcast. So today's guest is Jack Heathcote, who lives in Carlton in Nottingham and has the largest private aquarium in the country. It's nearly seven foot deep, has a variety of now native freshwater fish in there, putting my fish tank to shame. He's also got some amazing other fish tanks which don't get nearly enough credit. It's absolutely amazing what he's got there. Now I do this podcast for free and I wanna keep it that way, but if you're feeling extra generous today, there's a link in the description to buymeacoffee.com and you can help the podcast out by donating £3 or more to help keep it going. If you could also leave a review, that really helps the podcast out. iTunes, wherever you listen to your podcasts. This was shot on location and you can hear the tank in the background so you can hear that faint humming. We talk about what set Jack up on his fish tank journey, the costs of keeping such a huge tank, the maintenance and what species he has. Here's our chat. Well, welcome to the podcast, Jack. Thank you. Nice to be here. Yeah, this is uh, this is something else. So, just to paint the picture for people listening, uh, we're at Jack's. You live in Colton in Nottinghamshire. Yep. And in a relatively ordinary-looking neighbourhood. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. but little do people know you've got. So this is the the largest private aquarium in the UK that I know of. That I you know, know of. Yeah, okay. I, I didn't know. It even that until somebody else pointed it out it probably is if sealed to me that's and how big is the tank 20 feet or meters or <laughs> <laughs> surprise me <laughs> uh left to right it's uh, i think it's 12 foot 6 12 foot 8 something around that sort of size the viewing window is 10 foot yeah it goes behind that wall bit there and front to back well front and into the bay window is just a bit over 14 feet but it's about I think it's 12 foot 3, just to the standard wall, if you see what I mean. Yeah. And it's a bit more into the bay. And it's 7 feet of water depth. Well, no, it's about 6 foot 5 of water depth, but the tank, it would hold up to 7 feet. And people yeah. might have seen you on the BBC News article getting in to clean it, and you have to get in your shorts and swim in the tank to literally clean it, don't you? Yeah, it's yeah. It's that yeah, big. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, I've got to clean the glass, and the openings over, over at the back while the bay window, so I have to get in there. Hold my breath, swim to the front, which was all right while it was tropical, but now it's cold water. It's uh, it's incredibly unpleasant, especially, <laughs> especially in winter. Welcome to my world, Jack. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> this is what I do. Yeah. And everyone's going to wonder this, so I might as well get this question out of the way, but mm. what did it cost to make? Because something like this, presumably, is not for an amateur uh, uh, hobbyist to do. It wasn't, yeah, I mean, I did it 20 years ago, so obviously the prices were a bit less than, yeah. you know, not astronomically, no, not loads less, but... It cost about three and a half grand 
Well, that doesn't seem as bad as I thought. No, no, it's because it's just the steel work. It was the glass. And then because I did everything myself, it's not like I'm having to pay somebody to do right, it. Right, yeah. okay, um, okay. Yeah, so it's, it was just a lot of thinking because obviously the pressure of water and everything else. Yeah, you, do, you don't want this. So, so Jack's got this tank, but he's also got like a, what would you call this, like a... A sitting room or something like the yeah. sofas in here so jack can literally sit down and look at his fish instead of the tv which is what i'd be doing for sure so you don't want this flooding you when you no no don't want it falling apart and just crushing me no no, no, no. That, would, that would really spoil everything <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Wouldn't it? Yeah. and what have we so I'm, I'm looking at lots of different species of fish what have we got in here there's tench um there's perch there's rud and there's Carp. I'd like brown trout, but I'm not sure. I've been warned against them about their conditions, about they need to be kept super cool and that sort of thing. I'm not sure. Yeah, they'd certainly be fine in the winter. I don't know. It depends on what kind of summer you have, I guess. Um, yeah. But yeah, they'd look they'd look amazing in there. You'd oh, see yeah. the flanks and whatnot, and they'd be up near the top yeah, looking for food. And speckles and stuff that look great, yeah. So And it looks really natural. It's, I mean, you can just. It, this is basically what I see when I'm snorkeling in. Grantham Canal or in, or in a lake somewhere so it looks there's branches natural tree branches and stones and things in there so you could be forgiven for thinking it's uh, it's a lake somewhere in the middle of England it's absolutely gorgeous that's what I was tried to go for and uh, was the, the natural look with and the, the only decoration I could really think of which would have any impact or was were these trees if I was just to put stones in there and stuff it just wouldn't have the same uh, so it's like floor to ceiling yes, yeah, yeah, effect because I guess with the carp you can't really have plants would they just munch them or is there another reason you've not got plants in there uh, another reason is because you'd have to provide more light oh okay yeah okay and um, I'm not all that keen on planted tanks uh, oh, because okay. I'm yeah yeah um, you said that under a hushed breath then Jack Are yeah you worried I don't about want repercussions yeah I don't want people like George Farmer coming around and killing them they it's yeah. possible it's possible yeah <laughs> Because a lot, especially in a tropical world and everything, the majority of habitats don't actually have submerged vegetation. Right, okay. I know in the UK, obviously that varies from season to season. Yeah, of course. Cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But uh, I didn't want the situation where if I did provide enough light, I'd have to try and tame it. And that means getting in yeah, in this situation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just want sort of plug in and play. I don't want yeah the hassle of... Either. I can understand um, that, and I, I guess if I mean not that there's much for them to root to, but if you've got lilies and they get really stuck in, they're a pain in the ass to yeah, yeah. to get out of a pond. So I can only imagine what they'd be like. Yeah, um, yeah. In this, so I can. I went with their fake leaves. They're um. Oh, I wonder. They yeah. look great. They don't. They do. I, I they look not, really real. Yeah, uh, they're silk or something, and um, they've been in there for a couple of years now, and they haven't rotted. But I did test some in some water for about six months. Okay. Previous to using them, in case they leached the colours or in case they rotted or whatever, but and they were fine. Yeah, they just seemed to. They add something to it, definitely. They, yeah. yeah, they look great, and it wasn't always UK natives that you had in there, was it? No, no. For for about sixteen years, it was uh, tropicals, and then it was a couple of years where I didn't have anything in it, and but it always had it always had water in it. Yeah, yeah. The troubles of the tropicals was. Everyone thinks was it the electricity? That was part of it, but that was mainly due to inefficient pumps. Um, yeah. But the, my biggest problem was condensation in the. Right. Yeah. Okay. 
It's a drive-in insane. Because know. it's in, is it your living room? It, it kind of, or? Oh, dining room. Dining, yeah, room. dining room, yeah. But, but it's just open pan. So basically, you go into Jack's dining room, you can see a, 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 a hole in the floor, basically, where you can see the water. So all that condensation. Yeah, especially if they're directly under the bay window. Yeah, of course, yeah. of course, yeah. And uh, it used to be, because the house is old and stuff, it used to be just single, it wasn't double glazing, so it used to be really, really bad. And then eventually when I put the double glazing bay window in, the problem wasn't so bad on the bay window anymore, but it just chose the next corner surface instead, which was the walls in the corner. Right, Yeah, okay. and I thought, this is just ridiculous. And uh, it was okay, I mean, I just kept it clean, kept it Um But one day I just thought, <laughs> yeah, it's not something that you want regularly, is it? So, no. where, where did the idea to have this huge tank come from then? Well, I've had fish since I was about five years old. I don't know if you've. Yeah, you're younger than me. But um, there used to be that pretty much only public aquarium in Britain when I was about five years old. It was under Blackpool Tower. Okay. And it was a series of tanks, all are probably about a quarter the size of this one. And it was all done in sort of like a, a cave theme. So there's, you walk through and the stalactites hanging from the ceiling. Oh, and okay. And it was great, to be honest. I'm not, I don't even know if it's still there. It may be. But it was big in that you just walked after tank, after tank, after tank, after tank. You know, like all these different species. And uh, I was absolutely fascinated as a kid. Uh, so my parents bought me a, for Christmas, a, a second hand, two foot by two foot. Your classic anchor bar back in those days, angle iron steel okay. tank, and uh, and as with most, you know, even beginners today, we imagine beginners back in the well, late seventies. Yeah. yeah, it was with no guidance. It, it was a disaster. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> but I still really, really, really love the fish. You caught the bug. Yeah, basically. that was it. I caught the bug, you and then a few bug. years later, um, we found a tank, an empty house, and this one was made of silicone because it was sort of now it was the eighties and uh, quite a big tank, four foot, and because now I was a bit older, I was able to read books, do it and everything, and that one was more of a success. Then it really, really took off from there. When I got my first own house, you know, I left, left living with my parents. Yeah. And, uh, first thing I did was build a 13 and a half foot tank. Of course you did, yeah. yeah. Why, why, why wouldn't you do that? <laughs> I always remember the tank in Vicky Centre. Do you remember that? In it the... was almost identical in every dimension to that one. Ah, yeah, okay. simply because that's what the length of tank the house allowed. Right. So it was the same width because it would have covered a window if not. Okay. Well, and yeah, it was the enough. same height. Yeah, it was. I think there was a couple of inches in it. Honestly, it? it was almost an exact replica of that one. Yeah. So yeah. people who aren't from Nottingham might not get that reference, but there's Victoria Shopping Centre in, in the centre of Nottingham, obviously, and there used to be. I remember as a kid, there was a big fish tank in the middle of it. It used to be a real kind of public attraction yeah. where you could go and have a look at them. And I, I don't know why they got rid of it. It's a shame, really. Yeah, the, uh, it was a shame because remember, um, yeah, I mean, I loved it. I just used to walk past it and. and it's like Sometimes Garani's I was, in it or something. Yeah, or? giant Garani yeah. and tinfoil barbs and it. it was yeah, I mean everybody loved it, you know, and I've never known why they got rid of it. I've no I'm, I don't know if the health and safety crew came along. Oh, well, I have no possibly. idea. Yeah, yeah. Possibly. But I mean I know I mean there's a few there's Matlock Bath's got one, hasn't it? I think they've got a, a few aquariums and, and stuff. But there's not a huge amount locally, is there? No. Really. No. So yeah, if you can't go to one then do what Jack's done and, and build I mean, quite frankly, this is better than a lot of the public aquariums out there to be right, honest right. it's phenomenal absolutely phenomenal I mean podcasting is maybe not the best medium to show 
show a fish tank, but I will put some pictures um, in the link in the description just so people can have a look at it. And there are news articles as well online if you want to have a look, but it is absolutely uh, incredible. Yeah, I will say, don't believe what the newspapers have said about it. For example, when I was interviewed by the Sun, they said, uh, yeah, how much did it cost? And I about three and a half grand. And uh, they said, oh, I noticed you haven't got um, a television. And I said, well, I, you know, I, I just wasn't really enough on the television that I'd watched to probably warrant me having one. Yeah, okay. The headlines that came out was, television hating man spends 20 grand on fish tank. Just completely made up. Well, that's the sun for you, isn't it? Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> just garbage, garbage journalism. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, no, they're, they can be a pain in the ass. Uh, yeah. Is there anything else you'd like to keep? Whether you put anything else in here or, or if there's another tank in the house, is there anything you oh, I'd love to keep that? Oh, if money was an object, yeah, okay. we, we won't go into that. Cause that would be <laughs> All right, realistically then. Realistically, uh, like I said, I would like trout in here, brown yes, trout. Yes, yeah, you did mention just that, sorry. Yeah. Fantastic. Um, and you mentioned, uh, when we were talking before you started recording the podcast, you mentioned uh, flounder. And yeah. Just, and I just think the idea of some decent sized flounder kicking around the bottom. Um, they, like I said, they won't breed in freshwater. No, they no, no, they won't breed, but they can live in freshwater quite happily. I mean, they've been found hundreds of miles upstream rivers, and everyone, the juveniles come up quite a bit, but you'll get bigger ones, and they'll, they'll stay in rivers, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, they'd be, they, I mean, so Jack's got kind of like a sandy, uh, kind of rocky bed, and the flounder would look great on there. Yeah. They'd look phenomenal. They'd look really good. But sourcing them would be a nightmare. But yeah, it's doable. Yeah. You know. I think it's interesting that they can't breed in freshwater, yet some of them, I can only imagine they're like the prudes of the flounder world. <laughs> just, just stick to fresh water, there's not all that hanky panky. That's it. Asexual <laughs> zander. Asexual flounder. That's yeah. basically uh, what it is. But yeah, they, they come up to as like a nursery, I think, and then a few go back. But some stay. Some stay and yeah. grow and never pop the cherry. No, no that's no. it. You yeah, know. Yeah. <laughs> no, that would be uh, that would be great. That would definitely be good. Yeah, yeah. Um, and what's the maintenance like? Uh, well, I've just swapped over from my hand-built, homemade, Alpha Grog-filled box, which kept the water clear, to this all-singing, all-dancing bead filter, and now it's a bit murky. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the, the, the beauty of the bead filter is that you just turn a lever on a valve and it flushes the beads through and everything else, but the, um, the downside of it is that... Um, Water's a bit murky, um, yeah. but they're supposed to really, really polish your water and everyone I speak to doesn't understand why the water's not crystal clear. The water's healthy, you know, yes. um, yeah, yeah. chemicals are known ammonia and nitrite or anything like that, so it is doing the biological side of things. Um, but if anything, it looks more natural. It, you know. Funnily enough, a lot of people, when it is clear, say I do a great big water change and I don't feed them for a couple of days, they say they preferred it like this. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so maybe it's not a bad thing after all. Well, I mean, so because, I mean, Jack's got some enormous rud in here. I'm, I'm salivating over these rud. If you're an angler, um, I mean, some of them are over two pounds. They're absolute dinner plate size rud, and they've got these beautiful crimson fins as they go past the front of the tank, and that just becomes more vivid. I mean, as I speak now, we've got a tench coming by and a carp, and they look lovely as they just kind of glide by. I mean, that rud's almost golden. You do get rud that kind of look golden. Yeah, like bronzy gold, yeah. 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 Um, but then when they fade away, those colours dissipate a little bit. So I actually quite like that effect. I think that works really well. Yeah, I quite like, sort of like the silhouettes of the tension stuff. Yeah. 
Because at the moment, everything's being comparatively still compared to what it was, say, up until early October, because the temperature's gone down, so yeah. things are sort of like mellowing out, being still. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, because uh, in the height of summer, it is quite sort of rambunctious in there. There's all fish charging around and... But, going uh, nuts because yeah, you've yeah. not had this for that long have you you were saying before we started that this the the natives you've not had for no no time. yeah a couple of years tops the, the oldest ones sort of thing and they were all caught locally uh well locally ish uh, as far as i can take uh, a fish in the boot of a car <laughs> <laughs> that's not when you want to get stopped by the police excuse me sir why have you got a, a boot full of tents yeah yeah <laughs> I'm sure there's dodgier things been found in cars in Nottingham, uh, definitely. Yeah, yeah. And and you were saying that some uh, some of these fish are rescues, aren't they? Yeah, because the uh, the Grantham Canal was drying. Oh, it's got a leak actually, and there's large sections of it are just emptying. Um, especially during the summer, we had that really nice summer during like lockdown. Yeah. And uh, it was good for lockdown. Was great for me because I just started this new setup of the tank, and uh, suddenly lockdown came along, and all I wanted to do was go fishing anyway. Yeah. It was yeah, absolutely yeah. perfect. So everyone's having a terrible time in lockdown. And I was just, I was just, and it was lovely weather. So day after day, I was just off to the canal. <laughs> and it was just when people go fishing, normally it's oh, I've caught this nice fish, now put it back. But this had a real reward, yeah, because I've got these were actually to be kept, you know, in yeah. this tank and stuff. And yeah. now that section of canal house is now empty. It's so if you yeah. hadn't rescued those fish, they'd have all been dead now, yeah. more than likely. Yes, yeah, yeah. I, I reckon so. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, you've done they've done them a favour, and they, they look incredibly healthy as well. I mean, they, they've not got any marks on them. There's no signs of disease. They look very happy, and it's basically a five star hotel for course fish, isn't it? <laughs> I, is how I describe it. Right. Yeah. yeah. It looks absolutely fantastic, and I know previously because that was you, you mentioned about some of the the news stories that have come up. And one of the big things with with electricity bills, yeah. Whether we want to dredge this up or not, but I'll bring it up anyway. Yeah. Um, so, what was that all about? What was the issue with kind of the electricity bill? Um, they it's really annoying because they admitted that uh, I don't know if I'm allowed to mention companies on. Okay, uh, right. But um, <laughs> they admitted they they just one day they just sent me a bill for eleven grand, which would be a bit of a shock. Yeah, yeah. So I just thought, oh, I made a mistake. But decimal point in the wrong place. So, yeah. Yeah. so uh, I jokingly told them of their error. Yeah. And they came back and went, oh, no, you, you said it's a long run. Jesus. And I was like, well, how? How come it was 800 quid last time? I mean, the bills were always high because yeah. of all the tanks. Yeah, of course. And then, of yeah. course, on top of normal house stuff. And, and uh, so eventually they sent somebody out and they said, and they admitted it, said, we have been reading the meter the wrong way around on the day and night units. And okay. it's all, you know, and we've been doing this for the past... 10 years so my argument then was well that's your fault and their argument was yes but you have still used this amount of electricity and I said well if I'd been billed correctly over the past 10 years I would have made some lifestyle changes you know yes. I'd, yeah, I'd yeah, have perhaps yeah. not gone on that fancy holiday I'd have yeah. perhaps done this or that and um, and then the ombuds would get involved until eventually they got it down to three grand uh, which, which is, is a big change it as well, is a big it? change I think it's just because they when different people got involved, different uh, authorities, they said, you know, this is wrong, you can't just... <laughs> uh, but it did point out how much electricity it was using. So, to be fair, even though it, though it was tropical, um, it had a six kilowatt heater which came on overnight on the Economy 7, and it um, would only come on for about 
half an hour, an hour, because right. it's so well insulated that uh, of course, okay. and it's such a large body of water, even in the, it's not going to lose heat quickly. No, is it? no. Even in the absolute coldest of winters, between economy seven switch on off on off times, um, so you've got sort of like all day and you've got that twenty hours. Uh, it would drop half a degree. Right. Yeah. So it didn't take much. So I think the heating was one aspect, but not as big an aspect as uh, the inefficient pumps. I was using these <coughs> the German pumps at the time, which uh, German pumps have, a, especially then, were long lasting, everything else, but they're incredibly inefficient compared to say right, okay. uh, Amphibious, which was a British Bay. You got uh, the Italian pumps, which were relatively efficient, but not, not ever so long lasting then. And obviously the, the most, I mean, the Chinese pumps I use a lot now, uh, they last a reasonable amount of time, but they are the most efficient, you know. Yeah. Um, so I basically had sort of a kilowatt and a half of pumps. Um, and now I'm running this tank on 160 watts. Yeah. It's, it's like a tenth, practically. Big, big difference. Yeah, of yeah. what I was using. Plus there's no heating. Um, uh, okay, the... I always thought that the fish would not have the wow factor of all the stingrays and arowanas and pakus and, and all the other glorious fish I had in here, but I could at least go to town more with the decorating because yeah. I couldn't have a substrate before because the stingrays would just sweat, accelerate and just uh, the sand would go into the right, water okay. column. The filter would then suck the sand out. Okay. Uh, I mean, the, you think these carp are big? The paku were colossal. You know, one of them was sixty pound in weight. I saw. I did see a video online, and they they look chunky. Yeah, <laughs> they look yeah. big. Yeah. And if they just, even no matter how big a tree it was, if they had bumped into it, that would be it. down. You know. Uh, whereas this time, at least I can go to town on decorating the tank, so the whole thing looks nicer than it did before. Yeah. But, and I didn't realise how nice the fish had looked. I just thought it's a bit annoying having an empty tank. I want to run it cheaply. I want to be, it to be easy. Something I can just float, throw some food sticks in, you know. Yeah. Um, but it really, I really, really like the fish now. You know, it's it's they've surprised me. I think yeah. if I mean it's one of the troubles I get trying to enthuse people about UK native fish. But I think if there were more places like this, like yeah. public ones, it would enthuse people more because they are absolutely stunning. Mm. And, and that actually segues nicely onto another question I was going to ask you. Is, yeah. Do you ever get people wanting to just because presumably if you wanted to open this to the public there must be so many hoops to go through you might not want to yeah. to be fair um, like what uh, do you get people getting in touch or or not so much I have yeah I mean years ago uh, we're talking 15 years ago yeah uh, my ex's girlfriend's mum used to be uh, used to work at school it's a school teacher oh shit gosh it's terrible I really should know yeah, school teacher. Yeah, <laughs> and um, fifteen years ago, Jack. No yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, two busloads, two coachloads of kids came to to see it. And they were, Presumably, they gave you some warning. They didn't just not. Oh, they didn't. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Didn't yeah, that was, I was asked first if. <laughs> okay, that's it. <laughs> if I yeah. minded, yeah. yeah. And uh, they came, and uh, they, yeah, they really, really loved it. And then I had to. There was a question and answer thing. I had to answer some questions to these kids, and it was a. Uh, yeah, it was quite it was quite something, but uh, but yeah, I've had other people yeah. come want to see it and that sort of stuff. But yeah, I don't know what the hoops I'd have to jump through are if I was to open it to the public. And I, and I guess yeah. at the end of the day, it's your it's your little thing, isn't it? It's your little getaway. You you might not you know, 
Yeah. I don't know how it would work, to be fair, but um, I'd never get any work done. I would just be down here constantly staring at, rather than dreaming of fish, I'd be staring so, at fish. So <laughs> it's bad. I mean, I've got, like I was saying, I've got a tank at home with some perching, and that takes up a lot of my time just staring at, at that when I'm in the office. So if I had yep. this, oh God, nothing. Uh, Nothing would get done. <laughs> Nothing would get done. That tench is beautiful. Just they're a bit more subtle, aren't they, than the others? They're not as showy. Yeah, yeah. But just with that light, it's so nice and velvety, and yeah, the yeah. fins coming down. And the, it's gone at the back now, but there's a he's got a, a scaled mirror mirror carp. It's beautiful. I'm not really a big fan of carp, but you know what? That carp may have singularly changed my mind a little bit because <laughs> it is really pretty. Yeah, it's a really yeah. pretty fish, and they're all yeah, so healthy and and fantastic. Well, look, I'll end on the last question, which is, yeah. you've kind of already done it, but if you could do anything differently with the big tank, would you do it again? And if you were going to make any changes, what those changes would be? Uh, if I was to get another house, this might sound silly, yeah. um, I wouldn't do it in the basement again, because okay. you have to put... I just thought it was ideal, because yeah. it's a room that's not wanted, it doesn't take up any space as such. Yeah. Um, and... It was just a dingy room. It was. It was. There was the coal chute came in there, and yeah. it was just sort of like from the nine, early nineteen hundreds. And, and I just thought, well, it's it's not going to be used for anything else. Uh, but you have to second guess a lot of the house's structure and stuff. Yes. Yeah. Um, so if I was to do it again, I would build an extension onto, say, the garden, make it all out of steel framework, take a wall out between. And then replace that with glass or acrylic or whatever. Okay. And then purpose build it so I know its entire history, I know everything about it. And so I'm not thinking, well, what's behind there? What's behind there? Yeah, what? yeah. yeah. Um, it, I thought it'd be a doddle doing it in the basement. It, was, it wasn't too difficult, but now I've done it, I come to think and I think, well, it would have been easier to choose a house without a basement and just build it, get blind fish and throw an extension. From outside, just put windows and stuff so it just looks like an extension. Like an annex almost. Yeah, sort of yeah, that's yeah. it, like an annex, yeah. yeah. And then do it that way, and I think that's what I'd, I'd do in the future. But uh, Bigger? Would you go bigger if you could? Oh, why not? <laughs> <laughs> why not? Yeah, indeed, yeah. yeah. If it was, you know, within reasonable price and stuff, and uh, yeah, I'd, I'd also possibly go tropical again. But I would love to keep um, puddlefish. Yeah, the North American puddle yeah. fish. Yeah, uh, Bristol Zoo's got some. Yeah, they... Amazing. They have, because they've also got my alligator gars. Have they actually? Yeah, yeah. Oh, and in yeah. fact, that's reminding me, I was going to ask you, what happened to the tropical fish? Because presumably... Oh, they just took ages to rehome. I bet they did. Yeah. So they're your gars. Oh, wow. Okay, well, I've seen yeah. your gars then. Oh, right. Yeah. And what's even more, another connection is the place that runs it, his name's Johnny Rudd, isn't it? I don't know. I don't. Know. I didn't know that, but that's a great last oh, name. Right, yeah, yeah. If you run an aquarium, then yeah. Yeah, his name is Johnny Rudd. I've yeah. got Rudd here. He's got my guard. <laughs> oh wow. Yeah, but I would. Yeah, if I stood again, it would be bigger, and it, uh, I'd have just loads of puddlefish in it. That I'd, would I'd be amazing, them. wouldn't yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah, they, they must be a nightmare to source, presumably. Yeah. Also, or is there is there a, with a will there's a way? If you want a fish. And it's uh, legal, presumably you can find them. I don't, to. yeah, I think you can source them. Uh, I know that the last time I saw some was actually in Holland and they got a load there. Uh, but I, I think there are some in the wild in, in Europe somewhere. They were introduced. Oh, right. I yeah. can't remember whereabouts. And right, they, they right. cross bred them with sturgeon. Did you see that? Oh, yes, I have seen it's that. Fr yeah. Like a frankenfish, but yes, they, they yeah. somehow crossed yeah. a paddlefish with a sturgeon. That's it, yeah. Uh, 
But you know, then they are illegal to keep here, and I don't know what. Uh, I'm sure if you were determined, you could get them by saying, "Well, they're going to be for public exhibit," and just okay. say, "I just have one person coming out a year." Yeah, yeah. Okay. There's uh, always some. There's loophole. some. There must be some loophole. Yeah. But it's not as if I'm going to get these paddlefish, grow them to six foot, and then go and release them. You know, I mean, okay. <laughs> People do do stupid things, and this yeah. is why it's happened. I, I understand that. That's how I do understand where they're coming from. But Yeah, we'll yeah. try not to incriminate you, uh, Jack, anyway. But <laughs> if, a, if a load of paddlefish turn up in the trend, then uh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. we'll delete this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but no, they would be amazing. They are. Uh, yeah. If you don't know what a paddlefish is, I guess it's kind of like a cross between a shark, sturgeon, and... And a swordfish in a way. They're a really weird looking fish. They you want are, to give it yeah. a Google. They're and amazing. They're, they're like, um, the mouths are like a basking shark. Yeah. Aren't they? You know, yeah, they yeah. are. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, if I was, uh, but if I was going to go tropical, it'd be thick. I, I love Arapaima. I think they're in. Yeah. Can you get hold of those in the UK? Can you get Arapaima? I, I know of people that have got them. I wow. don't know if they. You're allowed to have them. That bit I don't, that bit I don't know. <laughs> okay. The, the the fish police are going to listen to this and think, right, okay, we've yeah, got them. We've got all this? these rogue fish keepers. But yeah, yeah. Arapaima would be amazing, wouldn't they? I mean, yeah, yeah. I imagine. I mean, even in a tank this big, they could potentially dwarf it, couldn't they? get enormous, don't they? Yeah, yeah. I think the biggest one ever was 16 foot or something. Jesus yeah. Christ. I think that's the biggest one ever recorded. But they generally get eight, nine, often 10 feet. So. Yeah. You're talking this whole window, you yeah. Know, just one fish. That would it, be amazing, yeah. wouldn't it? Yeah, they got quite a vivid red, haven't they, on the fins? And oh, I yeah. think they come in loads of different colours. But yeah, Arapaima yeah. would be would be pretty good. Any catfish? Would you have any of those again? You did have catfish, didn't yeah, you? Yeah, I did. Yeah, I had the classics: red-tailed catfish, yeah. uh, chainsaw, dorated, or ripsaw catfish, whatever they call Get them. Get a gonch or something. Yeah, yeah, gonch, gooch, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah uh, I don't know. Uh, this, I'd like. I mean, I love the rays. Yeah. Um, I'll probably go for more unusual rays. Okay. Uh, so there's there's yeah. quite a few freshwater rays, then. I always just think it's one or two, but there's there's a fair few. Yeah, the Potamotrigon genus. There's there's plenty there. Okay. And they're all highly colourful compared to the seagoing rays. Yeah. Okay. Uh, apart from the blue spotted stingray, which is obviously gorgeous. Yeah. And seen those in the Red yeah. Sea. Yeah. Yeah. yeah there's. And I really like I like all the osteoglossids, which are the Arapaimas, the Arowanas, the yeah. Asian, South American, Australia. I, I, I love them all. Um, so they'd be right up there on the list. Yeah. Uh, yeah, there's plenty to choose from, isn't there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, look, it's been an absolute pleasure to sit. You know, I've, I've seen the videos online, but to see it in the flesh is incredible. Right. And uh, it's been great to chat to you, Jack. So thanks for coming on. Yeah, no problem at all. Thank okay. you. Always fantastic to meet a fellow fish fanatic. And one thing that struck me was the dedication Jack has gone through for his hobby. The tanks are immaculate, the fish are so healthy, and it all looks incredible. Don't forget you can follow us on Twitter, at TitBearded, and the Facebook page, The Bearded Tits Podcast. Next week, I have Ben Burville on the podcast, aka The Seal Whisperer. He's a doctor, but scuba dives around the Farne Islands, and has some amazing encounters with wild grey seals. This has been The Bearded Tits Podcast, I've been your host, Jack Perks, and I'll see you next time. Cheers.